This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> Welcome to the My Old Man Said Podcast. It's something for the weekend time. A special Australian edition. <laughs> Joining me, as always, for something for the weekend, Mr. Chris Bird. Welcome. G'day. I was expecting to... Uh, I thought we'd be out there, but... Uh, but no. We're just too busy. Although I'd love to have been there, to be honest, because uh, I used to live there for two years, so any chance to uh, get back, and I have visited the Gold Coast. My redeeming uh, memory from the Gold Coast is actually being on the Gold Coast beach in a tuxedo, puking on the beach. Strong look. <laughs> I, ex- I expect to see some of the Villa players doing exactly the same. <laughs> but we won't go in, into uh, why I was wearing a tuxedo. Uh, I wasn't getting married there. But then proceeded to uh, walk along a motorway with my friend, and uh, she thought it was a good idea, singing uh, singing songs out aloud. And that was when I realised I can't actually remember lyrics to songs apart from uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Or just, just the complicated ones. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we're just going to do a quick... Uh, it's really an excuse to uh, do a show to uh, justify uh, a new feature of uh, the My Old Man Said podcast this season, which is our alternate covers, which uh, Adam uh, Villa Spots, as he's... Uh, name that he goes by on social media he just set up recently so uh, give him a follow on instagram and twitter at villa spots has done a uh, wonderful uh, villa pre-season down under cover for uh, well we'll probably use it for the main show as well but we'll, we'll use it for uh, this one as well if uh, anybody is listening for the first time this is not uh, the main show this is just a uh, preview of the weekend ahead, and in this this case, uh, a look at the preseason without going into any super detail bit because you can't really talk about team lineups, etc. Because uh, obviously, uh, Gerard will be using a smorgasbord of uh, options and swapping and changing. But uh, as usual, we will kick this off with a Villa minute. Right, uh, sponsors. We went. We went Australian for this. Uh, trying to find. Uh, you know, we we like to. Uh, if, if you're going to spawn the sponsor of Villa Minute, you've got to be looking at sending us watches at least six figures. And uh, real struggle on the Australian front because most of them at the top end watches are like five hundred bucks Aussie dollars. It's like Aussie to, cars, uh, nine, isn't it? They're just crap. Nine hundred dollars. The Melbourne Watch Company sent us one. Also at the Sydney-based uh, Panzer. 
Opazora sent us one. Uh, Fitzroy Automatic. This is $900, one of the more expensive watches Australian-made that you can get. The uh, Sydney Pazara is uh, the Flieger. 46 which is a uh, aviation inspired number hand assembled in sydney i think these australian boys with their watches they've got to really take a leaf out of the villa and castore's book and just add another zero on the price yeah i'd like the uh, i'd like the pro <laughs> fit watch please for double the price i'm sure they uh, they can arrange that uh. right uh, shall we begin we shall bit of return from their summer break with the aim of finally having a proper pre-season to set them up for hopefully finally completing their recent goal of a top half finished first up was the annual trip to the Poundland Bescot. SG took two teams worth to Warsaw with heavy hitter internationals already down under. Youngsters were given their shot. Leon Bailey and Triore were handed rare starts in the baking midday sun. Goals from Bailey and Archer giving Villa a 2-0 lead at the break. Archer with his usual clinical finish. A classy Watkins goal assisted by the lively Tommy O'Reilly made it 3 before Louise scored directly from a corner after a goalkeeping howler to make it 4-0. It was reportedly the biggest crowd at the Bescot for 8 years including over 4,000 plus travelling villains, Villa generously giving their gate receipts to the Saddlers. The next day, we straight to the airport for the pre-season Aussie tour. Villa sign a Swedish international left-back Ludwig Augustinsson to provide backup and competition for Lucas Dinia, who swiftly also got on the plane to Australia. First up down under his leads before Brisbane Rule and the now annual pre-season game against Man United. Right, the uh, the main thing, I mean, I wish Villa had done what Leeds did, actually, who were also playing in this... Uh tournament what's What's it called the queensland champions cup is it champions cup but leeds actually put out their uh, aussie squad list uh well villa we had to wait for steven gerrard to do his uh first interview to down under to uh actually uh go through the main guys that were actually missing anwar algazi's missus is expecting their first kid so that's why he's uh staying back courtney hawes has just uh completed uh surgery related to his knee so that's why he's back and uh carney chipmueka is uh and this was the best one uh to quote uh stephen gerrard uh, carney's yet to sign a contract offer that has been in place for some time now so i've decided the best thing for him is to continue his training back at Bodymore. Ooh, naughty step Ooh. Uh, this contract offer is, it, we're talking last year, I think, uh, it's been on the table. So I think Villa have just got to the stage where they've written him off uh, in terms of the expectations of him staying. Well, they've pacified him with starts at the end of the season, didn't they, when frankly he didn't justify them? Yeah, I'd say half pacified, but I would say more, well, let's see what you've got. And it's like, yeah, not a lot <laughs> at the moment. Not a lot at the moment, no. When you see him in 23s games, you see him in the age group England games, I mean, he'll take all the plaudits for scoring the winner in the final. Whereas if actually if you watched that game, he did absolutely fuck all in it. He went, he went the missing. the ball bounced off him. Bounced uh, off his knee and went it, in, yeah. It wasn't exactly like he ran the game, which if you're... Three millimetres Yeah, out. if you're talking about being a whatever it is, 30 or 50 grand a week, 18, 19 year old playing Premier League football in mid, you know, at a good level of Premier League, you would think you'd be standing out at under 19's level. Frankly, you shouldn't even be playing age group football anymore. Yeah, and uh, I think it's safe to say that Villa's uh, contract offer is pretty reasonable for where he is uh, at this moment in time. So uh, it's nothing to be sniffed at. And uh, you can see, you know, if the likes of uh, Coutinho and Diego Carlos and Kamara are uh, nailing their. Uh, flags to the mast of the villa ship then uh, this isn't time to be uh well essentially a poundland pogba in his attitude not at all not at all 
bearing in mind, you know, we brought him from Northampton, so he, he has no affinity to the club compared to you know, like the Ramses who've been here since they were kids and people yeah. like that. He, you know, Villa pacified him by bringing his brother in. He probably got more opportunities than his performances justified because Villa have actually really wanted to back him. If he doesn't want to deliver or he doesn't want to stay, then off your trot, frankly. Yeah, no biggie. I mean, this is a social media thing where these young players get hyped up, but we all know the reality of who makes it and not. So it's made me laugh. I don't know where they've got this from or why they haven't. people haven't used their brain to think about it. But people saying, oh yeah, probably a good idea. Last, last year of his contract, it's better to cash in now and get 20 million for him. <sighs> where are you getting that figure for? He's not, we're not getting anywhere near that. We're talking low, much, much low. Somebody said 10, much lower. It's like one year left. Uh, it's a uh, youth player. It's You're going to be looking at... Uh, you're getting there. Is it the, what's it called? The tree UEFA training compensation or whatever it's yeah. called. It's basically you get a bit of money for developing a player, but you don't get fuck all else. It's kind of like what Barcelona paid or didn't end up paying West Brom for Louis Barry. This isn't somebody who's been, you know, with us like since the age of six or whatever, like Grealish or something. If he'd have signed his contract, uh, then he would have retained a bit of value. But if he hasn't signed the contract, he can just walk, pretty much. He hasn't been around that long, though, has he? Nah. So it's no real biggie here. I mean, uh, Louis Barry, uh, who uh, has also been hyped as the next best thing. I mean, you know, he's he's still a work in progress too. He's out, and this is the reality of the situation. He's out to uh, after n- not really living up to anything in the championship. Uh, nothing really shaking at Ipswich when he was on loan there. He had to go to Swindon to uh, kind of get back on the path of progress, and he'll be out uh, to League One MK Dons next season. And this is the thing. Uh, and you'd expect a, a pretty steady stream of youngsters out the door on loan. You would think, I think Sinisalo's gone out, Finazaza's gone out. They both played at Warsaw and looked capable. But they've got to yeah. get out there and play, which is exactly what, frankly, Chuck Mwika would have probably, even if he signs a contract, he'd probably have to go and do the same. You know, if he wants assurances of first-team football at Villa, you're just not going to get them. Well, he's not going to get it anywhere. I mean, uh, I mean, people are saying that the interest for Barcelona is warming up, but, uh, you know, Barcelona, Dortmund, uh, and now it's throwing in Manchester United, Arsenal, and all those guys. I've seen this before. I saw it with Keenan Davis when uh, yeah, wasn't he after the Daily United, Mirror, apparently. the Daily Mirror was running, so, oh, they Arsenal, Manchester United, hot in pursuits, hot in pursuit. And I, you know, I just blatantly went straight in, two footed on medium Muppets and said, he is not going to Arsenal, Manchester United, full stop. They got shirty, apparently, because one of their writers, actually, because he's a Villa fan, wanted, you know, we were going to do a regular column with him. And his editor actually told him, yeah, we can't, you know, you can't be writing for this site because, uh, you know, they've slagged us off. It's, it's not slagging you off. I'm just saying that is wrong. It's not going to happen. Trying to make out, it's, they're just playing the game. That's a real agent thing. You can smell it from a mile off. By default, they're kind of quite lazy. So they'd like to be spoon fed. So it would be an agent saying, oh, yeah, United Scouts, Arsenal Scouts are there. And this is what's happening with uh, Chip Moeka. They're trying to uh, get Villa to increase their offer. As Steven Gerrard said, and he just said it pretty cold, cold stone delivery. And that's exactly how the, you know, this stance should be taken if he thinks he's going to, on to better things. See you later. Yeah, that's right. Uh, in terms of, uh, I mean, I think it's unfortunate for Al Ghazi because I think he would have been given a crack of the whip. Uh, he needed to get some kind of momentum going after the Everton loan. So uh, while it's great news in terms of uh, having a you know kid on its way, it's uh, it's a tough one in terms of his career because he's still uh, reasonably young. But uh, you know he would have benefited from a having a chance to have, of Gerard having a look at him, but also uh, having no uh, chance, uh, no platform to deliver anything uh, means that. Uh, 
you know, he's gone a while without playing football. It's going to be harder for Villa to offload at any reasonable level. Yeah, other guys who were on the periphery last year, you sort of trail raised Baileys, etc. They are definitely ahead of him in the pecking order now, as well as some yeah. of the youngsters. Well, Bailey is. I think uh, what Bailey needed was to stay injury-free and have a full priest. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Season, uh, I mean, this is the main thing about this Australian tour is to get away from distractions and actually head down, have a proper full pre-season because the last couple of years, I mean, it's been shambles, hasn't it? Hey, that, you know, proper full season for Gerard, but never mind that, Aston Villa per se, because the last couple of years have been, with the whole COVID situation, have been pretty farcical and last season... You know, as I was saying, we at the time we need another two weeks, month here because this we're not ready for anything here, and it showed in that first game. Well, and we never really picked up the momentum that we never had, did we? We just sort of co- coasted through bits of the season and were spluttered for the whole season, really, because we just looked underprepared. Well, there was players injured. Uh, Dean Smith never got a chance to play what you would consider a full strength team uh, until way, way, way into the season. So uh, this is why I'm starting to get a warm glow of expectation for this season because it's all looking good. I mean, they did great to get in Kamara and Carlos early, early doors in. It was obvious what the two main problems were beyond any opinion of uh, supporters uh, in terms of what else we needed. A was we needed to nail down and get a, a DM DM or just improve that, let's say, the number eight middle position, whether you consider that as well, Gerard an eight or six. You know, I've been saying it for a long, long time uh, earlier this year, but like we need two number eights. And when I say two number eights, you know, we could be talking a six as well. Just two central midfielders that will upgrade what we have because we have a lot of reasonably same level-ish, but we want players that can control games and can you know impose their will on oppositions uh, we've seen too many times where we've been two nil up and uh, we've given away the games and also identifying the issue that Konza was out we also needed to really shake up that back four by uh, stiffening the competition and they did that very early uh, by getting in uh, Carlos as well so so to get those in before pre-season yes. started yeah, was yeah. was vital uh, those two key problems and then you know everything else after that is uh, bonus and they've, they've managed to get them pretty much all you know bar probably Courtney Hawes and El Ghazi who aren't what I'd say integral players they've got the full quota out in Australia doing you know fitness work yeah. tactical work they can actually really embed some ideas on the squad now and uh, when Gerard's coming in, you were expecting, uh, let's say, a revolution, a complete change. So uh, you're never going to get that halfway through a season. So this, you know, it's a key, key time. And I've got a better feeling about this team going into the season uh, than uh, what was happening last season. So uh, we shall see. I mean, it's got, a, it's, it's got a. You just look around when you just see the pictures casually. You know, when you're going through social media, it just it has a look of a solid team now like the players that we've got this this team should not be flaking around in the bottom half i'd like to think as well we've done although we've brought some players in i think well i think we mentioned it in the last part or the one before about you've not necessarily got clicks but you've got the south american contingent who can embed diego carlos you've got a few of the french lads who can help kamara out who's still relatively young in his career although he's played a lot of games you've got you know a couple of swedes now with olsen and Ludwig. Um, so all these new guys coming in can be settled. I think Coutinho should be settled in the area. Buendia will have settled in the area now after a year. So 
it all it all feels like positive in just in terms of the non sort of pitch side side of it's yeah it's, it's within the squad you've got a squad that's a bit more friendly that they'll after this Australian experience yeah, they'll have, have a few they'll have a bit of togetherness from shared experiences I mean you know Augustineson also uh, you know he's he comes in and he as you said he knows uh, Robin Olsen but he also Diego Carlos is, was his teammate as well so yeah. there's these already inbuilt it's just a bit of a tighter knit setup and now. with Swede uh, of course he's not going to struggle with the language well uh, I think it's just Carlos that needs to uh, sort that out mm-hmm. but uh, but he was as you said he was pretty vocal in that Warsaw game yes wasn't he? yeah he was Freddie Gilbert I think it's definitely he has a I mean people are getting worried because nobody had seen pictures of him but obviously you know probably had some French uh, family things so he's probably flying directly from France to uh to australia but he's got a real chance to uh be an active match day squad member there we've discussed that yeah, already pe- people like him i think have got a real fresh start haven't they under gerard he, he clearly didn't get on with smith or was out of favor and i think yeah. he's got a chance to stake a claim if he's so no wesley that's one uh in terms of looking at the squad list which yet they actually have put out the only other one uh, that's missing is uh, wesley so uh you can basically say he's uh He's off to the glue factory, essentially, there. You would think, yeah, whether it's an extended loan or whatever that's going to be, I'm sure that'll be announced yeah, in due course. They've drawn the line through. Yeah. This is now, like, just get him off the books. And take take the hit on the P&L sheet as well, I suppose. Yeah. Right. Uh, in terms of Australia, there's already been the first game of this tournament. Uh, Leeds beat Brisbane Raw 2-1. I think it was Brisbane's first uh, pre-season game. So... Uh, Obviously, they're also using the Queensland Champions Cup uh, to get uh, pre-season practice. The big news uh, in Brisbane is they've actually signed uh, Charlie Austin, who we mentioned uh, in the last uh, episode. He's unlikely. I don't think he we, we didn't play against Leeds, and I think he's really there. I think he's kind of fresh off holiday. He's not going to feature in these games, so uh, don't expect that. I mean, if he does feature, he'll be off the bench. Nice I think, little just gig for him there. Nice final swan song down under. Yeah, no, I think uh, it's one of those where, I mean, as he said, I, I watched an interview with him and he said it's where he wanted a new chapter and also uh, was very much thinking about his family as well. So uh, one of those where he might just end up living there long term, so you never know. But it's a good time to go to uh, Australia for Villa on this tour because with Australia recently qualifying for the World Cup, there's obviously a bit of buzz mm-hmm. and uh, expectations, so uh, there'll be eyeballs on that. So in terms of an exercise to uh, pick up extra fans, uh, it's perfect timing. I also think in terms of a pre-season, it's, it's probably the first time in a long time we've seen Villa actually have, match-wise, a relatively competitive load of games. You know, you've got to get out on these pre-season yeah. tours to be playing other Premier League sides, which you know is, is at a level that you want that intensity that you don't learn very much from going to the best cut stadium and beating Warsaw 4-0 or going to Shrewsbury or playing a load of non, non-league teams. You've got to be playing better quality opposition. I mean, obviously, we're playing Leeds first uh, of the uh, the three games. So they've obviously got that game under their belt uh, against Brisbane, so they'll have a bit of an advantage there. So I wouldn't be, you know, results wise, you know, we, as we always say, it's you know, it's always nice to win. But uh, I think the one that you want to get a result from out of all of them is the United one. Yeah, just, it's just a point of pride, really. Yeah. And just the damage done over so many decades that you just every any any chance to punch them back is uh, is welcome at all times. Yeah. When Villa win tournaments in preseason, they tend to be these crazy crazy ass size uh, trophies. So uh, I, I don't know what the Queensland Champions Cup looks like. 
What was the last one they won? Is it the one at Burton they won that looked like the Stanley Cup? They could barely pick it up. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So I think ultimately, if you beat Leeds, that's, I would say, would be the final. Because uh, a team with a quality of Villa should be beating Brisbane. Yeah, Leeds have been uh, replacing the likes of Phillips with uh, the, the Red, Bu- Red Bull franchise players, yeah. which uh, Jess- Jesse Marsh had uh, previously managed. Uh, I think, you know, they're, they're all about energy as well, uh, If from what I remember of uh, the Red Bull kind of ethos and what his ethos was. I think that's why Leeds kind of got him, because they, they thought it's as close as they could probably get to uh, Bielsa in terms of, uh, you know, kind of high energy I think you'd fancy as uh, the only problem is is just Leeds having in that that extra game, uh, let's say practice while they're over there in Australia. Yeah, and obviously that they, they, they you don't know where um, Villa are at in terms of their jet lag, of course. Yeah, well, I mean they've obviously had a, they've, they've had a good, uh, well, essentially a week out there, so uh, should, they should be pretty good. I mean, uh, if they draw against Leeds, then they've just got to beat uh, Leeds's two-one win in terms of goal difference over Brisbane to. Uh, to lift this cup, so uh, yeah, that, why not? Let's go for it. Start the <laughs> season with trophies. That's what I say. But ultimately, uh, there's a good look. There's a strong look about this uh, Villa team. So, uh, in terms of levels, they should be taking this, and then it'll be interesting to see them uh, more of a confidence booster to finally get rid of any mental anxiety of playing Manchester United. Just go head to head, and yeah. uh, especially Manu in their current guys transition. Yeah. And then, of course, you go to you go into the sort of come back to Europe and play Ren, which is probably the one you sort of judge them a little bit more tactically, etc. On, but we'll kind of get to that. Yeah. So, uh, if you're listening from Australia, do enjoy it, especially if you're uh, going to the game. If you're back home and waking up at five thirty in the morning, you're mental. But uh, big shout out as always to the Mayo Men's patrons. I'll do uh, the shout outs of the uh, new uh, signups uh, in the main show. Uh, we are doing now uh, new for. Uh, 2020-23 season we'll be doing ad-free versions of these podcasts for uh my old man said patrons and also uh, there's a weekly add-on show on the extra patron only podcast channel that we have uh, an extra show for every uh, main show that we do put out and also join us in match club our secret underground community or, or should i call it uh, for the next week breakfast club uh, considering the morning kickoff times of the Australian friendlies please do follow the show on social media at my old man said whether it's Instagram Twitter TikTok Facebook uh, make sure you're following for the new season there and also subscribe on whatever podcast or follow I think they call it follow instead of subscribe nowadays uh, on podcast apps so uh, please do follow us on whatever app you listen to and uh, if you want to become a patron go to myoldmansaid.com and click on uh, the patron link there if you're on a mobile device uh, click on the three bars to access the menu and you should see it there thanks very much for listening time to go down under let's get in the mood Are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. 
Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.